Do you feel the tug or pull in your heart calling you to more? Do you feel like it is too late or that you're too broken to pursue the dream in your heart? Well, you've come to the right place. I'm Latasha and welcome to the Overcome to Become podcast. Pull up a seat and join me each week for real talk, life-changing truths, and actionable takeaways. We are diving into any and everything that has been holding you back from becoming who you were meant to be in every area of your life. Welcome back, friends. I've missed you. Happy 2021. We have made it through 2020. What a year. Phew. I did not see that coming. I know you didn't see that coming, but thank the Lord. We are here. We have made it to a brand new year. For those of you who are here for the first time, welcome to the Overcome to Become podcast. I am so glad that you are here, friend. I assure you that you're going to find so much value from this season, which our focus is living on purpose. Not We're no longer going to aimlessly float through life. We're not going to just let life happen to us and hope we get lucky in some sense in one way of our area of our life or another. We are going to buckle down and this is our year of intentionality, our year to be intentional about our lives and every area of it. Why? Because our time is limited and we were placed on this earth for a purpose greater than ourselves. There was a time about 20 years ago when I was a single mom of two girls. The simplest things were terribly complex for me. Something as seemingly simple as transferring groceries from the car to my second floor apartment with an infant in the car seat, if you can imagine, and a squiggly, squirmy toddler would easily send me into a tailspin. I was working a job that made less than $8 an hour. I needed every type of governmental assistance, welfare that was available. I remember going to the grocery store and receiving eye rolls and glares as I held up the line trying to rip out each food stamp from the booklet. See, that was before there was an actual card. My dreams were shattered, a smoking heap of ashes. I was filled with shame, regret, and unforgiveness. On top of all of that, I was battling obesity. Five foot, 200 plus pounds, and climbing. I was in a size 1820 when I was diagnosed with hypertension and was prescribed medication to control my skyrocketing blood pressure. I so desired to live someone else's life. I mean, everyone else's life appeared to be way better than mine. I was utterly miserable, friends. Yes, I went to church. Yes, I believed in God. But I despised the fact that I was living a life that was harder than hard. My decisions had led me to a place I had not envisioned for myself. The late night crying sessions, coupled with sleepless nights, and being lonelier than lonely. It was at that very low point in my life, I had to make a decision. I could either feel sorry for myself, beat myself up, which I was a professional at doing, and just let life continue to just happen to me, or I could make the choice to own my story and begin living on purpose. Friends, are you feeling like your decisions have led you down a road or into a season that is extremely challenging? Or maybe you feel like life has dealt you a bad hand of cards, or you've received a short end of stick. Or maybe you feel like you life has been beyond unfair to you. You've experienced hardships upon hardships, struggles upon struggles that were the result of the decisions of others. To everyone else, you appear happy and full of life, but really behind closed doors, you are bitter, you're angry, and maybe even a little full of rage. 
Maybe you're upset with God. See, these feelings, if left undealt with, will cloud our vision, leave us cynical, keep us stuck, and cause us to miss out on opportunities. They will rob us of our purpose, which leads to true joy. If you have not already, I encourage you to check out the three-part series, Inside Out, from season one. This series will walk you through how to do what I call the hard work of heart work. So what does it mean to live on purpose? Living on purpose is more than just merely existing day to day. Like I said in the beginning, I had to make a literal intentional choice to start living on purpose. It's not waiting with our bags packed, ready to get to heaven, working ourselves to the bone day in and day out at a job that let's be honest, some of us hate, we despise. And we know it's below and beneath our potential, but we've been there for years and years and now we feel shackled and chained to this job. Wishing and hoping our life would be different or that we could be something else. Living on purpose is more than your sole purpose being to acquire stuff so you can feel important or you can appear important to other people. In one moment, I don't know if we realize this, but all that stuff could be gone. We will not take anything with us when our time is over here on this earth. All that we have hustled for, maybe even competed for, gotten ourselves into major amounts of debt for, will have meant what? What was your motive behind acquiring all of the stuff? Did it make us a better person on the inside? Did it make us change someone else's life for the good? Did any of the stuff leave a positive impact on our kids and their kids? So you're able to post a picture on social media that resulted in maybe several hundred likes. Maybe we received oodles of compliments at the last gathering we attended and it made us feel good about ourselves. But really, what is the reason behind the need to have more stuff? That's not living on purpose. Living on purpose means to live every day with the full knowledge that we have a limited number of days on this beautiful earth. How are we spending each day that we have been gifted? What is taking up our precious, limited, limited, limited time? How are we using the talents and gifts that God has placed within us? Have we buried them? because they seem out of reach or because someone told us that we would never be this or that we would never be able to do that. You want to know what one of my biggest fears is? My biggest fear or concern or sobering reflection is that when I'm one breath away from my last goodbye on this earth, I will regret having spent my entire life consumed with pretending, masking, and acting that I will have never known what it really felt like to be my authentic self, that I allowed hurt and offenses to rob me of genuine friendships and relationships, that I let people, not God, tell me who I was created to be and what I am capable of doing, that I held on so tight to what I thought my life should look like and turn out, that I missed out on opportunities, doors open. And most importantly, the privilege of trusting God with my life. 
that I carry the full weight and responsibility of making my life great or fulfilling my purpose on this earth, that I viewed God as merely just a God to punish me or make sure that I was doing the right things instead of embracing him as God, my father, and the one who's wildly in love with me that he gave his only son, that I could have a relationship with him and that he wants to partner with me on this journey we call life. So how do we stop floating aimlessly through life and start living on purpose? Before we get into the very, very practical things that are coming up in part two of this series, I want to focus on the one thing that we must do before we dive into anything else that is practical, anything else that is going to help us to live that life on purpose. And that, my friends, is letting go of the baggage. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, So then with endurance, let's also run the race that is laid out in front of us. Since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let's throw off any extra baggage. Get rid of the sin that trips us up. So the question is, what is holding you back? What has been holding you back? What do you need to let go of? What layers do you need to peel back? Here are a few that come to mind. One, ruminating over your past. The word ruminate means to go over in the mind repeatedly and often casually or slowly to chew repeatedly for an extended period of time. It reminds me, I visualize cows chewing on grass. And if we know that whole uh, digestive process uh, with uh, cows and how they eat, they chew and then they also bring it back up and they chew on it again. Well, that's how some of us are about our past, about how, you know, maybe even ruminating on how 2020 didn't work out the way we thought it was going to, because 2020 was going to be our year. That was going to be the year for our business, the year for our finances, the year that I was going to get married, the year that I was going to repair my marriage, the year that I was going to lose the weight, the year fill in the blank, whatever our goals were, 2020 was going to be our year. And then 2020 happened. And it was a year that none of us expected or saw coming. And we endured tragic things, tragedies and loss and a pandemic that we had no idea that we would endure and still going through today. Maybe you're ruminating over that. Maybe you're chewing on that. Maybe it's not 2020. Maybe it's been Uh, the last 20 years of your life, or you've been thinking about what you should have been right out of high school. You know that saying, if I knew then what I know now, then my life will be different. And we get hooked on that quote of, if I knew then, let me free you friends. You didn't know then, but you know now. And if you knew then what you know now, you would have done better, but you didn't know. And so I want you to forgive yourself and free yourself of that heavy weight of I should have been further along or I should be further along or I I should know better or I shouldn't have made that mistake or I shouldn't have gotten into that debt or I shouldn't have gotten into that relationship or that friendship or that marriage or taken on that job or was too afraid to leap into something that was a great opportunity and I missed it and I missed it. 
And some of us are still grieving over that. And our life is held up because of that, because we're quietly grieving over things that we've lost or seasons that we've lost or places that we feel like we should have been if we would have made a better decision. But I want to free you and remind you that you didn't know. And if you did know, you would have done better. You would have done better. But all you have right now is the present. That's all you have. So we as humans, we're not going to literally forget our past. There's a reason why our rear view mirror is significantly smaller than our front windshield. You ever thought about that? It's okay to glance back as a reference, allowing to fuel your gratefulness and praise for God bringing you this far. However, it's not okay to allow our past, which we cannot control or change, hold us hostage, dictate our future, where we're constantly just looking in the rear view mirror. Can you imagine driving? I don't want to be on the road with someone who is just driving by looking in their rear view mirror. Can you imagine what catastrophes that would bring, what tragedy that would bring? If somebody was driving, only looking in the rear view mirror. It's impossible for us to move forward when we are constantly ruminating and chewing over our past and beating ourselves up. Paul said so eloquently in Philippians 3 and 13, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. See, That word instead tells me it's a choice. And so we can choose to continue to chew on our past and ruminate over it. Or we can choose to fasten, as Paul said, our heart to the future instead. Friends, forgive yourself and forgive those who have betrayed you, have disappointed you or hurt you. Unforgiveness is like holding the knife by the blade And believing you are hurting the other person when in reality, you are only hurting yourself. Two, the need to control. Ooh, I know this full well. Those of you who heard my story back in the series Inside Out about me losing a tooth. Yes, losing a tooth on my honeymoon in the oceans of Mexico because I had such a strong desire to control. We want to control any and everything. We have such a tight grip on our life, our family, our friends, our jobs. We leave no room for God. I mean, we are such in need of control that our body is even physically telling us that we need to let it go. We're having problems, if I can be honest, with our digestive system, right? Taking all kinds of medications. Can I just be real with you, right? In 2021, can we be real? Taking all kinds of digestive medications because we're holding on to things and we even wanna dictate to our bodies when it can do what it's supposed to do that was directed by God. We're having headaches upon headaches, popping pills to alleviate those headaches. We're grinding our teeth in the middle of the night and having sleepless nights and taking tons and tons of melatonin and all kinds of sleeping aids so that we can get a little rest because we want to be in control. I know I'm hitting some hard places. 
but it's because I've struggled in this area and I know how it's dictated and made my life miserable. We are constantly and consistently pensive about making sure things go the way we want them to at all times. The sheer thought of allowing other people to handle or be in charge of something as simple as even gathering at your house, a little small gathering, or allowing our kids to put the ornaments on the Christmas tree, ouch, just turns our stomach into knots. We have to be in control. We hide behind the excuse of, oh, girl, I'm a perfectionist. Or, oh, I'm just an A-type, you know, personality type person. And we've accepted those really lies and excuses to continue to try to remain in control. And some of that, again, I encourage you to go back to the hard work of hard work series inside out as we dig a little further into that need to control. But sometimes that comes from or can be rooted in are things that have happened to us as a child or things that we've experienced or rejection or hurt or disappointment. And now we feel like we have to control so that we're not hurt. We're not rejected. We are not experiencing those same things that we experienced before. Three, three, filling your life in time with good things and not the right things. We are overly committed. We waste our time with all the little things we do for no other reason than because we've always done them or because people expect them of us. Friendships and relationships we are still entangled with that we've held on to, but they are no longer serving us. They are actually energy zappers. These relationships do not align with our purpose and we know it, but we hang on to them. These bulky things are making us sluggish and exhausted. There was a time where I was really caught up in all the good things, right? The people pleasing, wanting people to pat me on the back and say hooray for Latasha, she's so great. But those things were weighing me down. Those things were keeping me from the right things. And actually, friends, it was making me bitter. I was not liking the fact that my life was dictated. I was allowing my life to be dictated by all of those good things. And I had very little to no time left for the right things. See, the baggage you bring into 2021, the baggage that I bring into 2021, will, not just maybe, but it will hold us back. It will keep us stagnant, bitter, and always in a state of wishing and pretending. Nothing magically goes away when one year end and another one begins. Friends, is what you're carrying worth the cost required to carry it? I want you to really think about that. What is it costing you? Our time is so very limited and precious. Here's your homework. If you have not already, intentionally set aside quiet time. Plug it into your calendar. I don't know about you, but things don't happen and they don't exist unless they're a spot in my calendar. And so this year, I want you to do something a little differently, just like you plan and you plug in everything else. I want you to actually plug in a scheduled time for quiet time. And if you have to, connect the hubby on that, connect the kids so everyone knows this is your time for you to reflect and time with God. It's so crucial this year to have that time in order for us to be intentional. 
We desperately need that time to slow down, focus, refocus, strategize, process, reflect, and hear from God. This is not a time for us to do lunches, check our work calendar, or any of those dutiful things we do for others or our house or our job, etc. This is our time with ourselves again and God. Now, this week in our quiet time, I want us to reflect and journal. I believe journaling is powerful. If you have not done it, I encourage you to do it. Just get you a simple little uh, cheap dollar store notebook. Doesn't have to be anything fancy, nothing expensive. You can actually download an app as well. I have a journal app that I'll put inside the show notes that I love. Or you can use a simple um, notes app on your iPhone or uh, any other app that you want to use. But in this time, I want you to reflect and journal on the following. And these will all be in the show notes. One. What old habits are you are still lingering around holding you back? Two, what areas of your life do you have a tight grip and why? What can you start doing to release that control? Three, what good things can you start letting go of? Then I want you to pray. Be completely honest with God. Because that's what prayer is, right? It's not about fancy words or all the things you've memorized or trying to impress anyone or impress God because he knows us anyway. It's about being completely honest and release all that you have journaled about. Give it to him. Ask him to show you areas that maybe you're not aware of. Things that have been buried deep in the crevices of your heart. And then ask him to help you to let go of that baggage and move forward. And guess what, friends? He will. I'm going to leave you right there for now. 2021 will not be the year that we stumble through wishing and winging it. Nope. This is our year for living on purpose. Now, I want you to go and grab your second cup of coffee if you have another 20-ish minutes to give. And when you're ready, I want you to hop on over to part two of this series where we are diving into some very practical steps on how to live on purpose. If you're not able to listen to it now, make sure that you have subscribed so that you can download the episode part two and listen to it again before the week is up. As always, I appreciate you taking the time to be here with me. I'd love for you to be a part of my Overcome to Become email tribe. This is new that I'm starting this year where you can get little nuggets of wisdom and keep up on updates about me and what's going on on the podcast and all the good things directly to your inbox. See the link in the show notes to sign up. 